to Faith Talk with Anita. Thank you for joining me on the journey. I feel compelled to say this loud and clear. Anti-Semitism has no place in Christianity. I know this is a very heavy subject matter. It's been on my list of topics for quite a while now, and I'm finally ready to tackle this atrocity head-on and share my thoughts with you. Sadly, over the 2,000-year history of the Church, many Christians have instigated and participated in harassment of and violence towards Jewish people. Both individual discrimination and discrimination towards the Jewish people as a whole. This is unacceptable, and to be clear, it is unchristian. You can probably discern from my language and tone that this is a very serious issue for me. Anti Semitism angers me on many levels to the point that I feel I must speak out about it. Now, right from the start, let me be very clear about this. I know most Christians do not discriminate against Jews. To be sure, most Christians respect the Jewish people and their faith. But that does not take us off the hook for this transgression. For too long, we have stood by and allowed it to happen. But those of us who know better must lead the fight against this bigotry and injustice. We must not condone derogatory language and hateful actions against Jewish people. We can no longer turn our heads, cover our ears, and pretend it isn't happening. We must speak up against it and work to end it, not only within the church, but throughout all of society. Let me give you some statistics to consider all of which come from the Anti-Defamation League's Audit of Anti-Semitic Incidents Report for 2022. Anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. increased 36% from 2,717 incidents in 2021 to 3,697 incidents in 2022. This is the highest number of incidents reported since they started tracking them in 1979. Specific categories that they focus on are harassment, vandalism, and assaults, all of which increased by double digits. These are reported incidents. We can only imagine how many incidents were not reported. I couldn't find statistics specifically on Christian hate acts against Jews, 
But I think it's pretty clear that at least a portion of these offenses are committed by people who identify as Christian. Now, we know that any act of hate and violence goes against all of Jesus's teachings. Christians shouldn't hate or hurt anyone. Anti-Semitism is greatly troubling for me because of where we come from and who we are as the body of Christ. The Catholic Church identifies the Jewish people as the chosen people of God. As to the relationship of the Church with the Jewish people, the Catechism of the Catholic Church tells us this, quote, When she delves into her own mystery, the Church, the people of God in the New Covenant, discovers her link with the Jewish people, the first to hear the Word of God. The Jewish faith, unlike other non-Christian religions, is already a response to God's revelation in the Old Covenant. To the Jews belong the sonship, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and of their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ. For the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. End quote. Judaism is the foundation of Christianity, the ground on which the church has been built. Jesus and all his early followers were Jewish. Those Jewish men and women are our ancestors in faith. We are permanently and forever connected with them through Christ. Christians, above everyone else on earth, should have a sense of respect and honor for the Jewish people. We should see them as family, regardless of the distance in time since we parted ways. We should support and protect them, not discriminate against them and hurt them. The fact that you are listening to me probably means you agree with me on all of that. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know and believe to be true. But if that's not the case, I hope you will keep an open mind as we continue. Why would Christians discriminate against Jewish people? It was just 80 years ago that the world witnessed the horrific injustice toward the Jewish people during the Holocaust in Europe. I'm sure most people, Christians to be sure, condemn the actions of the Nazis toward the Jews. So why is this persecution continuing to happen? Historians and political scholars have much to say about the relationship 
between the state of Israel and the rest of the world. The government of Israel and her politicians work like every other nation in the world, making decisions and taking actions which may or may not coincide with your beliefs and principles, or mine. But I will leave the politics out of this faith talk, focusing only on the discrimination of Jewish people and their faith, particularly by those who identify as Christians. Many Christians over the centuries have viewed the Jews as Christ killers. But that is as far from the truth as one might go. The Jews did not kill Jesus. To say the Jewish people killed Jesus is a misreading of the scriptures and an outright lie. Jesus was a faithful Jewish man. Let me repeat myself here to make a point. Jesus, his family, friends, and followers were all Jewish. He respected the law of Moses, the prophets, and the temple of Jerusalem, as did his followers at the time. Throughout the Gospels, we hear of Jesus speaking about his connection to Jewish traditions and customs. Matthew 5.17 tells us, Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And more than once, Jesus spoke of his intimate connection with God and the temple calling the temple, my father's house. Clearly, Jesus saw himself as Jewish. He did not leave Judaism to start the Christian religion, as some people want to believe. No, his followers did that decades after his death and resurrection. Jesus was faithful to Judaism his entire life. So it seems to me that to disrespect and discriminate against Judaism is to disrespect Jesus himself. Now, let's delve a bit deeper into this. Remember that the mighty Roman Empire had conquered Israel along with the rest of the Mediterranean area and was the ruling power at the time of Jesus. The Romans were brutal and they wielded a very heavy hammer against the local people. They allowed the people to continue living according to their faith and customs only as long as they paid their taxes and didn't cause trouble. That's the key here. Didn't cause trouble. And of course, it was the Romans who decided what trouble was. They could, at any time, decide the Jews were causing trouble and come down hard on them 
destroying everything the Jews held sacred. And the Jews had no recourse in the matter. The Temple of Jerusalem was the most sacred thing on earth for the Jewish people. It was the place where God dwelt and where their relationship with God was maintained and strengthened. The Jewish leaders knew that if the Jews caused any trouble in Jerusalem whatsoever, the Romans would have no problem destroying the temple and the city completely, which history tells us they ultimately did in 70 AD. So their fears were justified. The Jewish officials had to protect the temple and Judaism itself at all cost. So they were forced to work with the Romans and live within the parameters the Romans had put into place. They were surviving between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Well, Jesus came to the great holy city of Jerusalem and started saying and doing things that were outside the status quo. He was seen by officials as a troublemaker, and that scared them, because the Romans were watching and listening. The Bible tells us that the Pharisees were concerned about many of the things Jesus did and said. They complained that Jesus ate with sinners, disturbed the temple area, spoke of his intimate relationship with God, pardoned sins, and spoke blasphemy against the law, to name just a few of his troublesome activities. They saw him as a religious and political agitator. I think the Jewish officials got to the point that they believed they just couldn't keep the peace any longer and they needed to do something about the situation. So they decided to arrest Jesus and ultimately turned him over to the Romans to put him to death. Now, it's easy for us to judge and condemn them. But remember, they were the ones responsible for keeping the peace so the Romans wouldn't destroy the temple. They were in a very challenging and stressful situation. They just couldn't take any chances. They figured it was better to sacrifice one man than to lose the temple and possibly all of Judaism completely. Would you and I have done anything different if we were in their place? If I'm being totally honest, I think probably not. Remember, this was before the resurrection. Even Jesus' closest disciples didn't really know his true identity or the depth of his intimate relationship with God before the resurrection. They only came to truly understand after the resurrection. So how can we expect the Jewish officials to have known any different? They didn't know Jesus was the Messiah. 
They only knew him to be a man who was stirring up trouble. And that made him dangerous. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he prayed for all the people who had done that to him. Luke's gospel tells us this. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus knew that these people were ignorant of who he was and what they were doing. So if Jesus knew that and forgave them, what makes us so bold as to continue holding them accountable for their actions? It's time we let that go. To be clear, it was the brutal Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, who sentenced Jesus to death. In the end, it was the powerful Roman Empire who killed Jesus. Now, if anyone still feels the need to hold the Jewish officials responsible for turning Jesus over to the Romans and encouraging the death penalty, okay, but not the entire Jewish people. We certainly cannot condemn an entire people over the actions of a few, which occurred over 2,000 years ago. As Christians, we are responsible for following Jesus' teachings and living according to the example he gave us. That means we don't hate or hurt anyone. Let's look at just a few of his lessons. Matthew 5.44 Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 7.12 Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. John 13.34 I give you a new commandment. Love one another. There you have it, my heartfelt defense of the Jewish people. They are no different from you and I. They just want to live their lives and worship God according to their own traditions and customs, which is the legal right of every American citizen. If Christians proclaim that we have that right, why in the world would we believe Jews don't? The hateful and hurtful treatment they receive today pains me, especially from Christians who should know and do better. We must work to change it. We must support our Jewish brothers and sisters, if for no other reason than our love for Christ. I hope you will join me in the fight against this prejudice and discrimination. Let us be the heart, hands, and voice of Christ and make a difference in the world. Perhaps our support of our Jewish neighbors will help to shine a light on the injustice and bring about true change. Let us pray. Christ Jesus, you are our Lord and model. 
We strive to live according to your teachings. Help us to unite in love with our Jewish brothers and sisters by condemning anti-Semitism in all its forms. Guide and lead us forward as we work to bring about justice in our world. Give us the strength and courage to persevere in this important work. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this was helpful for you. Please share this Faith Talk and join me for my next Faith Talk. In the meantime, you will be in my prayers. May God bless you.